Hey, it's JT. I'm coming to a city near you. And if you would love to have a bulletproof for BJJ seminar, contact us. Reach out to me at JT at bulletproof for BJJ.com and let me know. I will be in Europe, the UK, Brazil, United States, and Canada after July this year. This is the world tour. This is the opportunity. We'll be doing mobility. We'll be doing strength work. It's the all-encompassing Bulletproof Seminar. So get in contact, and it'll be great to meet you guys face-to-face. Better listen very carefully. A good martial artist does not become tense, but ready. Essentially, at this point, the fight is over. So you pretty much flow with the goal. Who is worthy to be trusted with the secret to limitless power? I'm ready. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another Bulletproof for BJJ podcast. Hi guys, I'm JT. Hey guys, Joey here. And we are discussing the importance of neck strength for BJJ. Now, it is probably understated how taxed your neck gets, whether you're playing top, bottom, any position, you need a strong neck for BJJ. Absolutely. There's a lot of, <clears throat> we're talking about it before, I guess there's a lot of neck strength that comes about organically in the training, but it's not necessarily something you want to rely on, is it? No, and I think it used to happen more. I think the way Jiu-Jitsu was done 20 years ago, people were using their head more for pressure passing and there was more grinding But when we look at more of a modern game, even though people are using their neck by inverting and being in different positions, the way people pass guard now, they're not grinding their head in the way it should. That's a really good point. Well, not should, but the way it can be used. Yeah. And the way I was taught when I started learning jiu-jitsu is you need to learn to use your head positionally. Yeah. Because it's a tool. Like if you you don't use your head, you're going to get your neck cranked on, you're going to get guillotined. Do you know what a brown belt said to me once when I was an impressionable white belt? (laughs) Do tell. I was... um, Doing something, he was teaching me a sweep or something, or some I can't remember. But uh, he said, "See here," he was a Brazilian guy. He's like, "See here, when you when you try to do that, I'm gonna post with my head. I'm gonna put my head on the mat here, so you, you can't you can't do it, you can't sweep me." And I was like, "Holy shit, you use your head?" And he said, "Motherfucker, I use my dick if it's gonna <laughs> stop you sweeping me." And I was like, "Oh man, this is serious." <laughs> <laughs> I could just see him posting. You're like, "How's that guy posting his legs on the ground? <laughs> He's just levitating on his <laughs> cock." <laughs> Amazing. And it is is serious. Yeah, but, you know, to point to the neck strengthening piece there, (laughs) I guess it's like, yeah, you you are going to use your head, whether it's defensively or offensively. Yeah. And And so you want to have some strength in that thing. The way I see it as the way the game has changed is people are using their neck a lot more now from guard. When you invert, you're flexing your spine and you're taking your own body weight on top of your neck. Yep. And your ability to turn under, whether you're birambolling or you're, you know, kiss the dragon, you're going the other way. Any inversion requires you to flex your neck, but then you've got to like push out from that position. So you being able to create extension forcefully with your own weight, maybe a partner's weight, like that actually requires a degree of neck strength. But people are doing it wrong. Now, almost straight away when you look at, uh, say, wrestling drills or, you know, it's, to the credit of most jiu-jitsu coaches, they will do things to help you warm up your neck. But to often, the credit of some. Some. Most are still like, we do some star jumps, some lizard crawls. <laughs> all right, guys. Shit, let's, let's practice guillotines. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And you, and you would all know that those nights when you're practicing chokes or, you know, you're getting guillotined, your neck is just jacked up for days afterwards. 
Yeah. It's fucked up. It's no good. And no one said to you, you're getting your neck jacked up tonight. There's no warning around that. You show up, you do the class, it is what it is. You need to do preparation stuff because once you cop a neck injury, shout out Dark Prince. (laughs) (laughs) Not with us today. Mr. No Show. Sore neck. Such is the way. Precious. No, but the truth is once you get a neck injury, it's terrible. It's like a toothache. It is with you constantly. Yeah, it sucks. It's the worst. So what are we going to do? We, we have to approach it slightly differently, guys. The first thing I'm going to say is you need range of motion. And this is the thing. My, my myotherapist, Teresa, she'd always get like not upset with me, but she'd come in and I'd say, oh, my shoulders are very tight. She's like, all right. Now just tip your head side to side. I'm like, okay, I am. She's like, no, try to touch your ear to your shoulder. And I'm like, what if I shrug? Like, Does that count? She's like, no, put your hands down, tip your head side to side. And she's like, your, your range of motion is garbage. I was like, oh, okay. And then do some chin tucks. I'm like, oh, I really feel that in the back of my neck. She's like, yeah, because your head's forward, playing too much guard. The interesting thing about this was even though I might think, oh, my neck's strong, I want to load it up, my range of motion sucked. Joe, you did a video on this not that long ago talking about neck circles. Yeah, neck circles and working on that. And people struggle, right? Yeah. It's funny to watch. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, it looks really weird. When you get people trying to do it and they can't move and they just look like they're – visible hula hoop and they can't for the spine in general but let's talk specifically about the neck we're talking about like well how do you prep your neck the first thing of like taking control or prepping any kind of part of the body is to at least be able to mobilize or move that part of the body yeah and when we go to the neck we're talking about those neck circles i did people can't actually do it they try it and they can't they move their shoulders, they, they move from their lower back. Compensate. You're like, no, no, I want you to keep everything still but just rotate through the neck. Yeah, right? If you can yeah. see here what JT's doing. So it's a really interesting thing because when we do spinal work like that, I think it points out to people you can't actually control your spine because most of us never try to control it in an isolated fashion. We can control our wrist. Sure. We can control, but you're like, move your spine like this and it's really hard to coordinate. Mm. So I think the idea that you have this – central piece to your body that you can't move like you can't control it and but now you want to jump on the mats and you want to like do these wrestlers bridges and you know hectic shit there's a lot of steps that have been missed there you're jumping too far ahead if we break this down step by step because like if we think about the spine as a chain the smallest vertebra at the top and the smallest muscles are at the top you don't have this big torso full of muscle controlling it and your head can be quite heavy especially if your vertebrae are misaligned like your chin is forward and everything we do, being on our phones, being in our cars, being on computers, gets us in this forward posture. Playing guard gets us in that forward posture. So sure, you might be really good at guard and you sweep. Once you come up, it, try to keep your posture to go into extension, it's probably not going to happen. And so it's very easy for you to then get broken down and get someone to triangle you. You know, you hear it on the map, posture, posture, look up, look up. And people just struggle and they just get triangled. Mm. So it's, okay, once you've got a certain amount of range of motion – Okay, good, next warm. The next step is really in the same way we look at loading other exercises, it's just body weight. Can you do exercises with your head? Don't strap on the iron neck. Don't do the wrestler's bridge. Just super basic. You may have done this, guys. You might have been at a a class and they get you to lie on your back. They get you to just stay on your back and you're going to lift your head off the ground and you're going to turn your head side to side. And So you're going to do some nose. Try and connect your chin to your shoulder. Turning. Then you're going to do like some yeses. So you tuck your chin to your chest and then you go out into extension and you might do a number of reps on this. 
And then what about the ear to shoulder one? Yeah, the ear to shoulder. That's even tougher, right? And people get smoked. Like just doing 20 reps of each of those is nothing. So I'll give you a real world example of this. You might see a baby, like a young baby, you know, inside of a year, just shaking their head. That's actually neck strengthening. In the same way, you probably, you know, I mean, obviously your son's rocketing along now, but when um, Leo's like pushing up on his forearms and kind of doing like, like bridges, right? Yeah, yeah. And also lifting his head up. Yeah. Well, yeah, you, and you see that point where he, he can't actually lift his head. Yeah. And that's where like babies, if they sleep on their front, like whatever, they can theoretically choke. Sure. Suffocate themselves because they can't lift their head off the, like, you know, which is <laughs> – w- but to think that then there's a point where they can. Right. There's like these little milestones. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, 100%, that's like their neck becoming strong enough to lift the head. So you, you big babies, you out there – you need to be able to do. You might suffocate in your sleep. <laughs> you might. You, you should sleep on your back. <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> Just face planning. Oh, I can't extend my neck. <laughs> but no, that's right. Like it's it's you you have to be able to do those drills on the floor really as a precursor to doing anything that's more cool or sexy. Yeah, definitely. And so, if you can't do a good fifty to hundred reps of the yeses and nos, because that's very standard in a wrestling class. A good friend of mine, he wrestled in Canada. He's like, yeah, man, we would do three sets of fifty of the yeses and nos. Mm. And he's like, that's just fifties. Fucking, we used to do sets of fifty. I remember back in the day. Oh, fucking hard. It smokes your neck. Yeah, and then you got like neck you're pump, like, and you're like, like oh, your face contorts. I can't even. And then you're like, I can hardly hold your head up. <laughs> And you're getting snapped down and you're like, oh, this is hard. But it's all tolerance. We're trying to build a certain amount of robustness and resilience in your neck. Uh, if if you have not done any neck training, it's very easy to do, guys. Lie on your back, lift your head off the ground, turn your head side to side, yes or no. Try and do 50 yeses, 50 noes. You will feel your neck working. But then there's there's levels to the game, right? The next step, which we had talked about, is people jump straight to wrestler's bridge. People are bouncing on their forehead, trying to take their hands off the ground, you know, flexing, extending, when actually, in truth, we can take that down a notch. So a good place to start, guys, is actually against the wall. Just back against the wall, walking your feet, say, two or three feet away from the wall, lifting your butt off the wall, and just using the back of your head and take your shoulders off so you're, you're bracing through the back of your neck and your posterior chain and just holding that position. Shout out Seamus Hayes, uh, Iron Fix, a uh, great practitioner from Melbourne, great kettlebell lifter, great myotherapist and jiu-jitsu blue belt, retired in that blue belt, just saying. Uh, but no, he's a legend and very smart guy. We had had discussions about neck strengthening and he was saying the thing that people neglect is isometrics. Like how do we stabilise the spine? How do we co-contract all the muscles around to hold it in place? Because that's typically where people suck. We always try and create movement, but can we stabilize? Mm. And we had discussed how we kind of incrementally do that. So if you can stabilize like a 30-second bridge just with your feet just off the wall, you can then turn, lean your forehead against the wall and just walk your feet back a little bit and lean in. It's going to look weird. I did it at the cafe this morning actually. I didn't care. Yeah, those two tradies are like, what the fuck is this guy doing? I was like, (laughs) shut up, pencil neck. Get on my level. So anyway, I was just showing to the boys. So leaning the forehead against the wall, and you could put a towel there if you don't want to mark your head up, whatever, or mark the wall. And then just leaning in just on a, like a 25, 30-degree angle, taking that little bit of tension there. And you can do it laterally as well, side of your head as well. Then if you want to progress that to more like a medium level, you might work down to a bench or a couch or a, a large step. 
before you go to the ground. Mm. And you're just gradually adding more mechanical load or more gravity to the situation. We're going to, by the time people listen to this, we'll have a video on the YouTube which shows all these drills. Demonstrate. So yeah. if you've if you the companion like, video, get the companion video. Get it now. Yeah. Subscribe. <laughs> and uh, more great videos. Like <laughs> oh, fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> if you're unsure about what I'm talking about here, guys, you may or may not have gone to class and done a certain amount of head balancing and working there. But the isometric piece I feel is the biggest thing missing in neck strengthening. And like Joe was saying, if you do a fair bit of jiu-jitsu, there is some specific stuff in there. But having someone just cross-face you or having someone guillotine you and jump guard, Joe Worthington, um, that's that's a I lot of load. dangling out there like that. I mean, I know it was his first class, <laughs> but i got to teach this dude a lesson. i got a responsibility Listen, to teach did. him. Don't yeah. be sticking your neck out like that, bro. Giraffe Catch boy. That. Yeah. It's genetic, bro. Like, he didn't know. <laughs> but, guys, you're out there you might even have a bit of a niggling neck issue right now. God forbid. God, who needs that? So it's really important that you're starting to do something to address that. The most common thing is that people's chin is too far forward. One of the best things you can do are chin tucks. Yeah. Just drawing that chin back, head back, it will be in the video. We can give you some more information. We do have a video on on that on the YouTube with the chin tucks and the banded ones. Yep. But we'll do like a full video covering all the drills we've spoken about today. Definitely. And guys, if you have any other key things that you would like mentioned or discussed like this one or anything else, feel free to hit us up, whether it's a question through Instagram, we've got a few questions that way, but the best way is to actually go to the website and leave us a voicemail. So under the podcast, if you click on the podcast section, it's right there, red button, leave us a voicemail and then we can feature you on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, fam. Thank you. See you guys next week. Peace.